0: This podcast was recorded during the 2023 WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes.
1: Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the material being covered here wouldn't exist. Welcome to the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fancast, where a steampunk girl, a lifelong sci-fi fan, and a rocket scientist chat about the popular 2009 sci-fi series. There's never a dull moment with the agents dedicated to protect humankind from unexplained phenomena that manifest their powers in special objects. And there's all those friendships and relationships along the way. Grab a cookie while you can! Hope you don't smell fudge! Gear up with your Farnsworth Tesla and Neutralizer And let's have some fun by snagging it, bagging it, and tagging it. Welcome back to Artie's Attic, a Warehouse 13 fan cast. I'm the Warehouse 13 janitor with a call to clean up rapid agent research in section 405-94904. I'm S.P. And the lead Artie's addict agent, who decided to reuse some cheap Harry Potter movie effects tonight, is Shannon.
2: You always amaze me with how much extra you bring to it, but it's kind of cool. I like it.
1: And now, featuring a seasoned 4th episode podcaster, his longtime sci-fi fan, and soon-to-be Rose Comic Con 2023 attendee, Agent Carolyn.
3: This is very true, and I'm very much looking forward to that. And so exciting! Nicely done with the pulling of the all those numbers out because I couldn't even write those down fast enough. He just was rattled them out, so. didn't he? That was just impressive. It is impressive.
1: Yeah, closed captioning kind of helps there.
3: It, it, it <laughs> does. <laughs> you does.
1: <laughs> you yeah. cheat. <laughs> yeah, and you can't see it because this is an audio fan cast. But Carolyn actually has some Star Wars earrings tonight in honor of the new Star Wars series, which is premiering as we record right now.
3: Ahsoka! I'm so excited. I love her.
1: But in the meantime, on this show, we are continuing our discussion of the post-Battlestar Galactica sci-fi hit from before ride-sharing Lyft existed, Warehouse 13 Season 1 Episode 4, Claudia. We've been looking forward to this for a while. It premiered on July 28, 2009. It was directed by acclaimed director Stephen Sergic. Who has 65 directing credits that go all the way back to 1985, including this is a long list, so bear with me. Four episodes of, well, let's start from the uh, older to the newer. One episode of Kids in the Hall, Wayne's World 2, (laughs) The X Files, one episode, two episodes of Monk, three episodes of Flashpoint, one episode of Eureka. Six episodes of Warehouse 13, we're going to see Steven Sergik twice in the first three seasons. Ten episodes of a very dear series to my heart called Burn Notice. One episode of The Blacklist. One episode of The Flash. Seven episodes of Person of Interest. I also like that one. I like that one, too. Yeah. One episode of The Defenders. One episode of The Punisher. Two episodes of Luke Cage. Two episodes of Iron Fist. Four episodes of Daredevil. One episode of The Runaways, three episodes of The Gifted, three episodes of Jessica Jones. So a lot of Marvel Netflix stuff in there. Three episodes of the new Lost in Space, four episodes of The Umbrella Academy, and four episodes of The Witcher. Are either of you two ladies Witcher fans?
2: I like the first season.
3: I've only seen the first season. All right, I haven't watched it. It's on the list. Maybe I'll get to that someday.
1: All right. It was written by the pair that created the series here, Warehouse 13. D. Brent Mott, who has seven writing credits since 1994, including an episode of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, two episodes of The Atomic Train, and 64 episodes, like all of them, of Warehouse 13. Also by Jane Epsonson, who has 24 writing credits since 2008, including one episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Shannon, are you a Deep Space Nine fan? That is a negative. No. Of course. No. I liked it. All right. There's one, two episodes of Angel.
2: I did like that one. I did like Angel.
1: One episode of Firefly. Forty two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Two episodes of Gilmore Girls. Did you either of you two ever see the series Gilmore Girls? Yes. The dialogue alone is very witty. I watched it
2: only, I I got my introduction to Gilmore Girls because uh, the bangles were on there one night for an episode. Of course. You know, gotta have priorities. That's what brings you (laughs) to the table, right? (laughs) Yep.
1: If anybody is listening to this and they've not seen Gilmore Girls, but you love the dialogue on West Wing, the the sharp, the witty, the fast dialogue, it's a different tilt to it, but it's the similar sort of, of dialogue on Gilmore Girls. Plus, you get people like Sean Gunn there, who, you know, has been in Marvel once or twice. Also, one episode of True Calling, one episode of Eureka, 20 episodes of Battlestar Galactica, 17 episodes of Caprica, one episode of Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, he wrote an episode of Game of Thrones, 64 episodes of Warehouse 13, 10 episodes of Torchwood, 151 episodes of Once Upon a Time, I never watched Once Upon a Time. Did you I did
3: loved Once
2: Upon a Time. I like that one, too. I loved Once Upon Clearly a Time. Clearly, there's a pattern here of types of shows.
1: <laughs> 13 episodes of Jessica Jones, and then five episodes of something I know Carolyn is watching right now, Foundation.
3: I am. I'm actually... How many episodes in am I? Six? Or something? I'd have to look again. It's actually really good. <laughs> I like it a lot. About- it's a lot you have to pay attention. There is a lot in each episode, and that like molds into the next episodes, and I love that kind of a series, so but, yeah, I started it while I was on vacation, and I'm like, this is actually really good. <laughs> really like the show thanks s p
1: You're welcome, Shannon <laughs> asked what it is about, and in short, it's about this future civilization that has all the sorts of sci fi and stuff that you would see in the expanse and they have a mathematical theory that determines that their society is ending. And it's all about the religion and the math and then the political maneuvering around it and the wars and stuff like that. It's, it's a lot like the expanse except for it's Isaac Asimov. So cerebral.
2: So a mathematician gets to decide everything or does math. Decides everything.
1: The math. The math. The the postulation is that the math is deciding everything.
3: Yes, but there's a lot more to it. Too. There's a lot more little nuances to it. Well, look what you just did You just led right into this episode.
1: I did, but before we get to that, the show you did. The showrunner was Jack Kenny, and he's been the showrunner since after the pilot, and will be throughout the rest of the series. Alright, we watched this Claudia. Knock, knock.
2: It was a good episode. Oh, man. You know, you're waiting for her to come in because, you know,
3: she just seals the team, I think. Her one-liners cracked (laughs) me up the whole time. I mean, chill out, Obi-Wan.
2: I mean, yeah. Her one-liners throughout the entire series is that way. Yeah. what's funny is that she's that way in person too. She's that way in person. And she's that way. When you meet her at a con, she's that way online. She has, it's nice. like the wit drops from her. I mean, it just,
0: it's amazing. She's pretty cool.
1: I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I saw her on stage at San Diego comic con. Well, a cool. guitar or what's that? <laughs>
2: Well, you said stage. So you're talking about is you in San Diego?
1: Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con is the big convention the big down there for geeks and stuff like that. And she was on a panel, a Warehouse 13 panel. So sci-fi had several panels. It was, I'm trying to remember if it was in Hall H. I don't think it was. I think it was in one of the smaller halls, but they had a bunch of the sci-fi shows. So they had Eureka and, and Warehouse 13, stuff like that. So,
3: I think I remember that year. I really wished I could have gone.
1: Yeah. I learned how to wait in line. <laughs> <There>. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's more than 10 years has passed since then, and it's changed. But yeah, it, it was its own little circus, and you had to know the ins and outs and stuff like that. The people that are with helped me.
2: I've always wanted to go to Dragon Con, but I but it's confusing to me. The whole setup and getting tickets and how it functions It's confusing to me.
1: I think the key is to find the secondary cons that are just as good that you don't have to go through the rigmarole to get in i think th- and you do that in Dallas and you do that up in the Northwest and I've done it in the Midwest with like c two e two
2: even my Nana wasn't that confusing, and I went all the way to Columbus for it, so I mean it just it was confusing.
3: I didn't think Dragon con well well, I went in two thousand and fifteen, so I don't know if it's changed now, but I mean I just bought it. A- Pass for the you know what is it four days and then I didn't it wasn't that confusing I mean it's in several different hotels so it's kind of like you have to know where things are maybe that's what it was because it's it takes place in four different hotels but they're all literally attached by a sky bridge so as long as you knew where it was and there was always somebody to help you out I mean I had I had a friend who had been there before I don't know if she listens to the podcast but she was a friend that that was when we all met up for the from uh continuum it was a bunch of us from continuum that all met up for the first time there and uh, one of them had already been to dragon con she was actually staying at the hotels because you can stay there if you actually get in i was staying with a friend but i mean it's kind of like you you just have to you have the app and you just find where you want to go and who you want to see. And they're all it tells you which hotel to be in. So it's not nearly as overwhelming as San Diego Comic-Con because that could be in all imagine. kinds of different things. It
2: definitely makes it easier when you stay at the hotel that the con's going to be at.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: I don't think I mean, when we went to Ohio last last year, last April
0: it was so much easier without
1: telling me by the way
0: you were like 50 miles away from me i was busy doing things Mm -hmm. (laughs) rude Mm -hmm. totally with um with other tacos so
1: yeah I i don't have a taco so that's not me
0: i had i had one yeah
1: But getting back to the con with Dragon Con, the real issue and the complexity there is signing up to get on the wait list or getting a hotel room in one of those four hotels. Because if you're not staying in one of those four hotels, it does become infinitely more complex because you got to yep. worry about transportation back and right. forth. You got to worry about lodging somewhere else. You got to worry about flying in and, and just it makes it more complex than just staying in one of those four hotels. So that's the big issue is getting one of those four hotels and a room in one of those four hotels for San Diego Comic-Con. It The issue is getting a ticket and then the issue is getting a hotel yeah. that's close by.
3: San Diego has a lottery, doesn't it? Like you have to, you have to be like in a lottery to even get a chance to buy a ticket. Dragon Con, I just bought a ticket and we found that we, I think down in Atlanta, um, you can drive, you can ride the Marta, which is there's like a, transit system and it literally ends at the hotels where Dragon Con is. So you can ride it all the way to the end and you're literally at the hotel. So that was a nice convenient way to uh, get to Dragon Con all the the days that I was there.
1: And the big thing if you're coming from out of town for San Diego Comic Con is getting that four day pass because if you don't get that four day pass it just doesn't make any sense to fly for me halfway across the country get a hotel room it just doesn't make any sense. You need that four-day pass. And if you don't get that four-day pass with the preview night, I don't even know what it is anymore. But if you don't get that, it just makes no sense to go.
2: Well, you could just be crazy like I was that night. I went to see Jamie, and I didn't have enough money for all the things I wanted to have her sign. If in Denver, is either I have all the things I want her to sign or stay at a hotel room. And I didn't pick the hotel room. <laughs> I flew in. Like a, I didn't. I flew in at oh. six o'clock in the morning. I stayed all day long at the hotel and then I flew back home that night.
3: That's uh, some dedication to Jamie.
2: That was some dedication. <laughs> it was worth it though, because I, that's the year I had all of the props from Defiant signed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay, that's valid. Because I have the I have the bowl that, that she would do all for her little poison stuff in. I have I that remember
3: bowl. you got that. Yeah, I forgot what all else you got.
2: Uh, I got that. I got the little sponge that that they would, I guess, that, take baths with or whatever. She was in the <laughs> bath. That bath, that one. Yes. Uh, there was a mm. there was a lot of incense in it and stuff like that. But, but yeah. So the whole bowl that she, I, I got her to sign the inside of that bowl. I got her to sign an inside of my like, uh, I think my phone cover that I had personally done. oh yeah, yeah
3: yeah yeah the phone cover i remember that phone cover i had
2: like seven signatures from her it just i was not getting a hotel room
3: <laughs> it wasn't worth
2: it so yeah there was a lot
1: we don't have jamie in this series yet but we not did yet. pick up a new character in claudia donovan played by allison Skegliotti, and i think this was an excellent introduction she did have some, you know, mental issues probably stemming from the whole, like, I can I'll see bet. my dead brother thing, but also <laughs> she was stemming up and we never heard exactly what she was taking, but she was nose bleeding. So, you know, it could have been coke. I don't know. Well, I
3: don't know, because already at the end as it got towards the end when they were going to bring him back, his nose was bleeding too. So I think it was the connection and the energy that was coming from
2: all of the the chemicals and stuff. It wasn't something she was taking.
3: Yeah. I don't think she was actually stimulating or anything on it. I think it was because of the, the energy and the trying to get her brother out of the inner dimension. Although at the beginning When you see Artie in that dream state and he's trying to figure out where he is because he's reliving that same thing where the brother of the character, the Claudia, well, Claudia of Claudia, Mm -hmm. she there, he was reliving it. And then when (laughs) when Pete and Micah call and they're like, Artie, no more zoos. We see him pick up a artifact. We never know what the artifact is, but they're like. No more zoos, Artie. If there's an artifact at a zoo, we're leaving it. He's like, you got monkey phlegm. She's like, it's not phlegm. That's yeah. not phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, Artie, you look like crap. You need to get some sleep. And meanwhile, she looks like, you know, somebody's messed up everything and sh- half her clothes are ripped. And uh, But you never see so them take Pete's. that.
1: Pete's clothes are ripped, too.
3: Yes, Pete's clothes are ripped, too. But you never see him take that artifact out of the vehicle or put it in the warehouse.
2: Like, I think it's just because they want to show you that they're staying busy all the time except, except for just this one, uh, you know, one artifact you're going to be talking about. But, you know. Yeah. Don't know what it the was monkey one was.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's not phlegm. That's nasty.
1: Less- <laughs> if Artie wasn't so wigged out between passing out because of joshua and the effects of the interdimensional travel we're starting to get to him if he wasn't passed i think he wouldn't have been taken so easily by claudia but claudia did take him out handcuffed him and then ripped out the alarm button the one alarm button you got the entire warehouse and there's one alarm button (laughs) just one
3: just one one. and it's just it looks like a little bell like you just like me? Like a little like tiny a button bell. and cut those <laughs> wires. I'm like, really, Artie? Really? That's 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 the
2: alarm? I mean, come on. I know we like steampunk, but it looks like a doorbell.
0: It did look like a doorbell.
1: Or a bicycle or a bicycle bell. You put them on your handlebar. <laughs> and she just ripped it out and you see it. the stem of the bell and the wires coming off of it. That's it. That's the entire warehouse security system in one... It's like, No, no. They need to upgrade the stuff, which They need somebody like Claudia to come in and and do some stuff, but we'll talk about that later. We did find out that Pete, I think this is the first time that we learned that Pete has a deaf sister.
3: Yes, because he says he can read lips, and he's like, well, the deaf find it helpful. I was like, well, he had a deaf sister?
2: Hmm. Yeah, because Mike is like, who? What? But, But you could tell that they're still trying to get to know each other, too, so she wouldn't know that yet.
1: She also didn't know that Pete went to prom Three times in one night. I think eventually we get night. that story. And when it came up in this episode, I remember thinking there's gotta be a like a time travel thing to this or something.
3: There's gotta be a story <laughs> to that one. I want to know this story. How do you do that? And I mean, yeah, that's uh what did he use an artifact and he didn't know it?
2: Dance for a little bit, take one girl home and we'll come back at another one? Yeah.
3: That <laughs> sounds like something Pete would do. Even
2: pretty much. I'll be yeah. right back. I'll be right back. We're gonna where put her. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I like when they get back from the zoo and uh, they come in, they're like, the door's open. Where's Artie? And they get the phone call from Mrs. Frederick. And she's like, well, you're not Artie. <laughs> and, um, she's like, no, no one gets taken from the warehouse. He would have sounded the alarm and Pete just holds up the dead alarm. You mean this one? You mean the doorbell? <laughs> uh, and then she's like, well, why haven't you used that durational spectrometer? Like, they're both supposed to know what that is. And I like when they used it, it totally looks like a radar gun that cops used to use. I know, it looked awesome. Like a long time ago to to see if you were speeding. And I was like, I was trying to read the side of it. I think it said prototype because I was trying to read the side <laughs> of the of the thing. And I think it said prototype. All I, I love know how Pete was, just like knew how to use it. Hey, this, this is, is cool. way Let too many clicks this.
2: on the little bitty buttons that they had there.
3: I mean, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was some alphanumeric thing. I didn't write it down. It was like AK six seventy one nine or something like that. The prototype, right? So I don't know who made it. I don't know what it was. It was it's still prototype. It was a one off. It worked that way. A radar gun is a good explanation. I was thinking when they were holding it up. I was thinking in terms of a hair dryer, but obviously it wasn't a hair dryer.
3: Had the same shape as kind of like a hair dryer. Like a, a street camera, like a traffic camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. It did look like one of those. Yeah. But it it just reminded me of, like, a radar gun you used to see in, like, the old movies that a cop would hang out of his window to see if you were speeding. And he sits there and he, like, runs it backwards and he's like, well, that's a trip.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the images (laughs) are pretty cool that they could see, you know, Mm
1: mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I think Eureka explored the science behind that in a episode, and I don't know if it was running concurrently or if it was later or not. But they also had something where they could explain the science behind it that they were looking at the residue uh, photons or something like that. Whatever, I forget what it was.
3: Yeah, I think I think you're right, but you could only do it for four hours. Was it four or five? There's it five was like in here. five. Okay. You could only do five hours ago. So if, if he would have been, if they wouldn't have hurried back from the zoo, who knows if they would have been able to see who took <laughs> Artie.
1: <laughs> been a mystery. If I ever get anything signed by Allison, it's going to be by Serendipity.
3: Serendipity's my stripper name. You see the way right? it. What? <laughs> Serendipity's my stripper name.
0: Okay, I'm on me. board.
3: <laughs> you, will, you can always get the sticker from Redbubble. Yes. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Does your current car have still stickers all over the backside of it? I still have Caparel. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll just remember you and sending me one. I
2: have a Xena. It says, Punch today in the face. Today in the face. I like that. <laughs> I wore that as a t shirt underneath my uniform when I worked at the jail. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> if only they knew.
3: I like uh, also when uh, Mrs. Frederick calls and Mike is like, well, who do we call? Would we send out an APB? Who do we do we need to call the authorities? And Mrs. Frederick just looks at him and goes, we are the authorities.
2: Oh, I, she's I like, oh, so what no do back-up. we do? So no backup then I get it.
1: I think no that's a little bit arrogant of her. And we find out more about the the whole architecture behind the warehouse and, and the uh, different levels of hierarchy around them and stuff like that but i think it's it's very very arrogant that they think that nobody can get in there that nobody can kidnap mm. a agent that nobody can infiltrate what they've got going on very and the fact that no we're it you can't nobody else can do what we do we're it right very very we are the,
2: the authorities well i think it like later on in, in the season in the series you're going to see that I think it's at the end of this one, you're going to see that they have a character that has used to work there, that, has, that, that knows all of their security systems, but then they're going to have to upgrade everything, which is also coincidentally when Jamie gets introduced.
1: We Jamie. do find out a little bit more about Micah. She likes crosswords and puzzles. I don't think we've learned that yet. Maybe we have, and I just missed it. She's a book nerd. She grew up in a bookstore.
2: And she knows Latin.
3: She didn't have time for prob. He's probably right.
1: <laughs> I have some darts to throw at Artie. Are you guys ready for my darts that I'm going to throw here? Artie darts. Okay, My quabbles. First of all, why, when Artie first learned about Redicus's compass, did he not snag it, tag it, and bag it? Why did he I- let Joshua run with it? Their whole thing is grabbing onto these things and bringing them back to the warehouse so bad things don't happen. Why did he let it happen?
3: I think he explains that at the end where he said he pretty much thought that Joshua could do it. He wanted to see him do it. He wanted to see teleportation happen. He knew he shouldn't, but he wanted to see it happen. Right. And that's why he hadn't snagged it, bagged it, and tagged it. At least that's the explanation I came up with because I had the same thought. Why didn't he just snag it, bag it, and tag it? He was there to grab it. Why didn't he just take it? But I think the explanation was at the end where he's like, I, I wanted to see him do it. And, and that was my fault. Because that was the we fault. also yep. hear Mrs. Frederick say, well, yeah, we all make mistakes. She says, I could have saved Gus. Who is Gus?
0: She drives the bus.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, well, you're, you're funny.
2: The another thing about that is, like you said, he just wanted to see if he could pull it off. But he, he should have known better. But if Joshua had pulled it off and if he was done with it, he was going to have to erase his memory anyways. So he wouldn't have been able to hold on to it, which is also the conversation that Mrs. Frederick was having with Artie at the end about Claudia. You know what you need to do. You you know, you only have a few options.
3: Yeah, you know, the options are
2: so. But if he erases her memory now, then she'll lose all that she's had of her brother.
3: What happened to her brother? What What did Joshua do? It's not like he could just go back to living. He's probably been declared dead. So how? What does he do? How does he go back to living after being stuck for twelve years? And what did he do for twelve years in that interdimensional space? Just Good like question, life they never Dubai? answered. You <laughs> only,
2: you, he goes to MIT, but you don't know why. And how do you get into another college when you haven't been when, when you, you know, haven't been doing for twelve years? Yeah.
1: Mrs. Frederick intervenes. I mean, that's Um, what happens here. You you get some intervention that he's able to recoup in society. Over on Arrow, when Oliver Queen comes back after five years, there's this whole thing about his reintegration into society and about him legally being declared not dead anymore, being legally coming back to life. That is real in real life. You can be declared dead and then come back from that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It so, much so much paperwork. So much paperwork. Don't make Shannon do the
2: paperwork. No, I ain't doing <laughs> it. Just stay there. Just go ahead. Take it. I ain't doing it.
3: We'll just figure another way out. I don't want the paperwork.
2: Let somebody else do it. I've done it twice. No, thank you. <laughs> Good thing I I'd had have, I'd have to sign a lot of papers to get out of that place. Let I me mean, just say it. <laughs> a lot. I bet.
1: I bet I've had to sign more papers. I'm sure. You've been more broken than me. <laughs> You've been more broken. That's that's one way to look at it, sure. I
2: I mean, my broken was a pretty big broken, but, you know.
1: (laughs) Okay, so we've got Reticus's compass as being the main artifact. It's not glowing. It's not being put in a purple bag or purple glue or anything like that. But it's being used to enable the teleportation, which I think they prove can work. Once they know everything, once they know all the hidden components and stuff like that. So maybe we'll see it later on. I don't think we do, but maybe we do. don't think we do. We also get introduced to the San Asmel. I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's A-N-S-E-L-M-O grid on the Larkspur shelf. Oh, number 1021, section 405, (laughs) 94904. And she just yeah. rattled that off the top of her head.
2: Wow. See, like I'm a warehouse fan and I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Obviously not an important one. And obviously it doesn't make uh, you know, an appearance later on because I would remember that.
3: Yeah. It's just Mrs. Frederick. She just rattles it off. You need to do blah, 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 blah. blah. And Pete's like, Oh, I need to take that hey, down. All, down. Micah can, yeah. all Micah can think of is I need to know where Artie is. Why are we not just going to get Artie? We need to know. And she's like, I have a right to know. And Mrs. Frederick's like, you have a right to know exactly what I need you to know.
2: Well, exactly. It. And what about if I need to contact you? No,
3: you yeah. There's no Star sixty nine on those. Uh, Does on that the, still the the work?
1: I haven't tried that. Does Star sixty nine still work on mobile phones? I don't phones? know. I
3: thought that too. I was like, oh, I wonder if Star sixty nine. old. Oh, I like don't know working? anymore.
1: Yeah. Wow. And also, the Feldrich minerals came up, and I tried to look into that really quick, and. <laughs> Feldrich is a region, I believe, in Germany or somewhere in Europe or something like that. But I'm not sure why the minerals were so important. Maybe that's because that's where Reticus was. I don't know.
3: Well, it was the minerals that the compass was made up of. So she was trying to reproduce everything without the compass, but without the actually minerals the that the compass were made was made up of.
1: Compass looked like it was made out of wood to me. I don't know.
3: It was a br. It looked brassy to me, so it looked like it was wood and brass. I think it was to the me. wood was the casing it was in, but it looked yeah.
2: brass. And then, it, because it was all shiny, when he held up to so see the back of the Latin. Mm-hmm.
1: So, reticus was real, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes his real name was, and I and Bill, no, yeah, it was George jo- Hokeim de Porus. Reticus. Easy for you to say. Yeah, he just went by Reticus, right? He was a mathematician, astronomer, cart- cartographer, I said that wrong, Cartographer. yeah, thank you very, yep, navigational instrument maker, medical practitioner, and teacher. He's perhaps best known for his trigometric tables and as Nicholas Copernicus's sole pupil. He facilitated Capric- the, yep, he facilitated the publication of his master's de-revolution bus, Ornum- Whatever on the revolutions of the heavenly spheres and and get this so the whole compass and the thing that he was holding with the globe or the world so he came up with the theory I think that everything revolved around the earth including the sun
2: sphere yeah
1: heliospherical yeah
2: mm, oh amazing yeah. another history lesson every episode. I love it.
1: He was born on 16 February 1514 and lived until 4 December 1574. That was so a minute he, ago. He did live for 60 years back in the 1500s. That was That's a long wow, time. He then. lived
3: for 60 years back then. That's a long time for somebody to live back then. Do you know in the 1840s during the Civil War, the 40s
2: were like the, the longest a man would expect yeah. him to live. 60s back in the 1500s. It was amazing. That's like ancient. To live till you're 60
0: back
3: then.
2: Right. Copernicus. where do I know that name from? It's either Zeno or something. <laughs> a lot of
1: things. I'm sure we'll run into Copernicus again. So we I'm sure.
2: can. Oh, wait a minute, mean, mean, wait, that's the one who created the the That's
1: that... Icarus.
2: Icarus. That's Icarus. Okay.
1: For yeah. those that are just listening, I was what watching names? Shannon. Do her arms and in, in like she was flying and like no that's that's, Look, like
2: that's I like Greek mythology I just they all sound the same with a while <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like how it was only Micah and Artie that could read Latin because Pete was like er? and even the genius Joshua was like I I, I got nothing I don't if read Joshua Latin could
2: have read Latin he would have understood the excitement better
1: It's a little odd because I think. I pause there for a second because i don't know for sure because this would have been he was in in uh 12 years was he in his he was in universe? there for 12
3: years yeah yeah so
1: this is yeah, okay so 1990s so back in like the 70s whatever i think latin would have been huge at mit as a no. foreign language to learn just because of the scientific background
3: maybe he skipped that session he had time traveling
0: and and Portals
3: to go through.
0: Who needs to read the
1: instructions? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Not Pete. And not Joshua. Apparently.
1: Because he missed them. Shannon, what was your favorite part of the episode?
2: I don't know. I've watched so many of them so many times that, I mean, I like, obviously, that Claudia was introduced. I liked that even though she kidnaps him. To enlist his help, it doesn't take long for him to actually start helping her and caring about her instead of just trying to get rid of the annoying child that's, that's, that's a know-it-all, right? She's smarter than he gives her credit for to begin with. She is only trying to understand how to get her brother back. He realizes that she is brilliant in the way that she's been trying to do all this on her own. And he she's gotten so far to the point that she can actually see him without an artifact or Artie's help. And she already knows so much about the warehouse. I think the fact that that she impresses him so much.
3: Yeah. I mean, the the handcuffs that she created were, what, 20,000 volts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think.
2: The introduction to Claudia, not just as her character, because her character by itself is amazing, but how quickly they develop a father-daughter
0: relationship. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty cool. Carolyn? Uh,
3: Well, I loved the whole episode because it was all really good as far as you learn more about Pete and how he has a deaf sister. You learn more about Micah. And she's like, yeah, I read books. I read lots of books. And she likes puzzles. And then Pete and her discover that not only was he a brilliant mathematician, but he was also a puzzle person. So you had to take things apart to find all the parts and pieces to make the full compass work. So you had to like take the compass apart, flip it over. Oh, there's something there. You have to figure that out in order to make the whole thing work. So I think the, and then, you know, them working together more and just seeing different parts and pieces. And then at the end, when Micah was discussing with Artie, hey, if you ever want to talk about losing somebody on the job. And Pete's like, no, I never want to talk about that. Wait. You mean Artie? Yeah, Artie. Yeah, Artie, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Artie. And then Artie's like, oh, wait. Yeah, she lost somebody, too. Wait no. If you want to talk, I'm open. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that later. <laughs> yeah, they start to respect each other. There was, I mean, all of it was was really good, and and seeing how it developed, and all of Claudia's one-liners. There were so many I couldn't write them down, and <laughs> I like how Artie's like, "You're you you should be happy. I have an emergency kit in my trunk." What else is in that trunk? Because he pulls out the second artifact that we see this in this episode, which is Ben Franklin's lightning rod, which he uses to get more power to try to bring back Joshua. But, I mean, like, what else does this guy have in his emergency kit? That's like his bag.
1: The Mary Poppins bag. It's
3: definitely a Mary Poppins bag. It was bag. like a different bag. He pulled out a bag that was like purple out of the back end of his car. And then it had like all of these things in it. And I was like, Cause he looks at Claudia, don't touch that. That's that's really super dangerous. And I was like, What else do you have
2: in there? She's like, Oh yeah, the oh yeah, Ben Piklin's keys. He's like, No, no, that's that, that we don't talk about the keys. That's okay. That's the important part. It's the, the lightning
3: rod has all the power. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about USB?
1: This is not my favorite part, but it is competing with the favorite part, is when Claudia comes up with the idea. To use Thomas, which she's a teenage girl, quote unquote, right? She's in her 20s now, but she's a teenage girl. So she's looking at the romance stuff. So she's reading Reticus's romance novel and she's like, it's Thomas. It's poetry, right? But it's Thomas. It's, it, it's her that comes up with that. It's not any of the guys who are talking about teleportation and yep. minerals and stuff like that. She's like, no, it's, it's about the feelings. It's Thomas. And he just rips it around, which I don't think Thomas would be spelled the same way in Latin, but you know, Hey, whatever it worked. It worked. That's not the, my favorite part. My favorite part is when Micah confronts Mrs. Frederick, who is never answered in this episode. And she just looks at her and goes, why the test? Because Mrs. Frederick knew what she sent them off to get. I mean, she, labeled the exact location in the warehouse she knew what was in there and then micah says why the test?" pete doesn't pick up on that miss frederick doesn't answer it but micah's confronting mrs frederick and saying why the test this is gonna come up later why the test so that's yep. my favorite part knowing the entire series and knowing everything else that happened this episode the great introduction of claudia and stuff like that that is the one thing that i'm keen on the other Thing you just mentioned was Micah and Artie saying, you want to talk about it? You want to talk about it? Yeah. And it's sad that they don't sit down and talk about it over cookies at the end of this episode. I know! They let it go. So
2: There are no cookies this episode. No, that's not true. No, there is.
3: True. There is one cookie, and Artie is the only one that ate it. It was at the end. Oh, and, and I was uh, you know, they were getting ready to the, it's the end of the episode, and Artie grabs a cookie off the table, and he eats one bite. Seems to be an Artie thing that, uh, and it's the same cookie. Looks like the same cookie as in the episode before. So he there was there was only the one time. cookie, but it was eaten by Artie and no one else.
0: So we got a cookie.
3: We did one cookie.
2: You know, going back to the, we talk about Claudia's one-liners. After all these years of watching this show, we still use here in this house. We still use. Hey, Pooh Bear, you gonna let me do that? All the time. And that's like the last season, right? But I just, I just, I love that scene and those one-liners that she had. He's like, you know, that never gets old. Just just shut up. I mean, that's yeah. her one-liners are perfect.
3: There was another one that was really funny. It was said, a, the person that was the, the apartment complex person that Pete and Micah went to. Mm-hmm. To talk about Claudia, and uh, there, she said that gal has more bad luck than a turtle on its back.
1: And I was like, "That's funny." <laughs> and Pete was just looking at her like, uh, "And Whoa. he let it go." He didn't say anything about it, but yeah, it was true. Her name, her character's name, by the way, was Mrs. Rickman.
3: Oh, okay, thank you. What he
2: didn't let go was when Mrs. Fred was like, "Glean into it, glean into <laughs> we it,
3: gleaned." The information we needed.
2: <laughs> as soon as she left, he told Micah, we gleaned. Yeah.
1: So we talk about in the last few episodes, we've t- been talking about the fantastic guests that appear and the fact mm-hmm. that there's a main cast, but the guests really bring it forth. The only guest that matters here, really, I know Joshua's in here, but the only guest that really matters here is Claudia. And I looked at her IMDb to see, you know, what her history really is. This is it for Claudia. In terms of her major project, this is what she is known for. She's done other things. You mean Allison? Yes. Yes. What did did I say? I thought I said Claudia. Claudia. You
3: said Claudia, but we all knew what you were talking about.
1: (laughs) Allison is (laughs) Allison is the major guest in here, and this is her major work that she's done. If you look at her IMDb, it says she's known for Warehouse 13. It's the very first thing she does have. Forty-two Josh. complete yeah. credits, but this is her major. She's credited with sixty total episodes, so she's only not in four, and we've already had three that she's not in. Right. So she's in the rest. Everything basically. else.
3: Well, we did. um If speaking of our last se- last episode and all the Hallmark episodes, the uh, guy that plays Joshua is a big Hallmark guy as well. Yes, I've as soon as I him saw there. him, I was like, ooh. I know him from Hallmark episodes.
1: <laughs> Who does he remind you of? In here, the way he talks, the way he looks, his mannerisms, does he remind you of anybody?
3: No, I can't think of anybody because you're asking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Malcolm Reynolds. Oh, oh, you know what? oh
3: no, that's
2: totally He totally it. does. <laughs> I'll never be able to look at him the same. Captain no.
1: Mal. Yeah, it's about the same time about really. the same well, height yeah actually uh, uh firefly, firefly was on before yeah it yeah. was almost 10 years before this but
3: mm, yeah firefly.
1: i was like that is a young mal right there it
3: totally is it totally is i'll never be able to look at him again yeah yep not not the same no i won't be able to look at him the same
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool though all right final thoughts shannon
2: i just think I just love that it's just going to keep getting better. I mean, you still have trust issues between Micah and Artie. She doesn't trust anybody that she can't get a straight answer from yet, but she's going to have to learn that she's not always going to have a straight answer when it comes to the warehouse, and she's going to have to accept that. So I think getting further into those episodes is going to be kind
0: of exciting. Pete's just (laughs) Pete.
1: Pete's just Pete. Carolyn?
3: I like how we're getting a little bit more Mrs. Frederick. I mean, at the end, she's like, well, I could have saved Gus. And I'm like, wait a minute. Who's Gus? Are we going to find out about Gus? So we get a little bit more Mrs. Frederick here, even though she's super creepy. Half the time, she pops up out of nowhere. And Pete, (laughs) or uh, Marty at the end, he's like, well, I've either done something really good or really bad for you to show up. (laughs) For her to walk in and not just pop in. Yes. So I, I like that we're getting, you know, more into the characters and Micah's looking at, at Pete going, okay, one more nerd joke, and I'll make a joke about your receding hairline. And he's like, i don't have a receding hairline.
1: Yeah, I'm not going so
3: like to the, the- throw
1: stones at that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we see what happened to Sean, right?
1: I'm worse than Sean. I'm older than Sean. I'm worse than him. Yes, but, you know.
3: Look, but I, right. I, I, and I'm, and I'm really excited that we're getting Claudia because her character really adds a lot to the warehouse, and the, and the funny one-liners and snark and everybody that, that, that you know, it just gets, it just gets better. So I'm excited for the, all of it. My USP.
1: Well, if I would had to rate the episode, I would put this above the pilot. So it's my favorite episode so far out of the four. It's Claudia. The pilot's number two. Magnetism and. Renaissance.
2: I can see that resonance.
1: Resonance. 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 <laughs> resonance. Yeah. So that Claudia is definitely my favorite episode. There so is some
2: far. midwestern and some east coast right there going on. Yeah, West Coast. West Coast going on there.
3: West Coast, yeah. yeah West coast. <laughs> hey, I live in Colorado. <laughs>
0: Brain injury. I you live, live in where?
2: Colorado.
1: <laughs> Colorado.
3: Yeah, see, Texas doesn't have that problem.
1: I've spent some time in Texas, too. I just didn't pick up any of that southern drawl. You should have.
3: my When I spent time down south and I came back, my parents said I had a southern drawl. I don't hear it, and I'm not sure. Maybe sometimes I get tired and I'll go into it or something, but... I don't think you hear it until you're around it. I actually will will my tone will change when I'm around people with it. So yes. I will actually move into saying things in Southern drawl if I'm around it.
2: You normally do. Because you pick up, you know, I, like when Sean first got married, I uh, I didn't realize how bad my accent was until I got <laughs> with my sisters. And being the youngest out of three girls, when we all get together, it's like we talk real fast, but you all mm-hmm. have that drawl to it. So after being away from it, I tell you what, Here's an example. When Michaela was probably about seven or eight years old, she, they, they spend the summer with my sister. She's only two and a half hours south of here, but I still, they go down there for a week and whatever. She came back one day, and she was talking about how a dog, a stray dog, she lives out in the country, a stray dog was coming up towards the truck, and she goes, like, I had to jump in the truck. He's almost bit me in the butter. I'm like, what did you just say? bit you in the butter almost <laughs> bit me in the butter i'm like okay that's definitely been hanging around my, my sister for a while almost bit me in, you ask her about it next time you talk to her almost bit me in the butter and she'll go i, I have not just heard one that time one before. it happened just one time
3: <laughs> i've not heard that
2: one before bit yep. me in the butter almost bit me in the butter that's funny and yeah,
1: we don't have a beef on this podcast so i know she could care less about this podcast
2: Don't have a beef. Oh, a beef. The beef.
1: Yep. The only podcast she cares about are the ones that have beef on it. And for those that don't know, beef is a guy that lives in Wisconsin that's in a bunch of other podcasts that Sean does.
2: I did see the question you popped up. Why does Michaela like Warehouse 13? But she's always watched it with me. So does Bear. They both watch it with me. They both know the characters. They both know what's going on. They'll walk through. Oh yeah, I remember this episode. And then I will just, you know, slide back into the room again. But. <laughs> I remember I remember going through Warehouse 13 for like the third time when I was pregnant with Carrie. And by the time we reached the end of the season, I had a bear. So I had a bear. <laughs> I had a bear. I had a bear. Yep. It's not phlegm.
0: That's not ah. phlegm. Monkey <laughs> <Lucky> poo.
3: <laughs> cheetahs. We don't talk about the cheetahs.
1: That's the
0: cheetah.
1: Next <laughs> time we're going to be talking about Warehouse 13, Season 1, Episode 5, Elements. The summary on IMDb is the warehouse team pursues an artifact collector who is trying to gather together sculptures of the four elements, thinking they will enable him to find the secret to obtaining oh. godlike powers. So that is Elements.
3: Speaking typical of typical typical guy, always wanting more power. And I believe <laughs> speaking of guest stars, you're gonna have Joe
2: Flanagan on that one.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Mr. Joe. Mr. Stargate
0: Atlantis.
2: Stargate Atlantis himself. Yep.
1: So he he was the Richard Dean Anderson replacement.
3: Yes. Yes, he was. I actually really enjoyed Stargate He's cute. Atlantis. I was very sad when they killed off the one doctor, but I was well, very happy with it. We got the other one that we
1: did. How could you not like it? You had Jason Momoa on there. I mean, all the people out there he that had seen there him the on, whole time You'd seen him on Game of Thrones and everybody. He got his big he break. He started not on, his Star- Stargate. on
3: Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, yes. he did. Yeah. Not, not,
1: he didn't start, but it was his big break. Was it was on his Stargate. big break.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before Atlantis. But he did great in that character.
3: He did. He really did. They had great casting for that.
1: For those that don't know who we're talking about, Aquaman. Just think of Aquaman, the good (laughs) Aquaman. That's Jason Momoa or Game of Thrones, the Dorthraki. I mean, that is who we're talking about. Anyway, that's what we're talking about next time. If anybody has any hate mail to send to me or compliments to Shannon and Carolyn, you can send Shannon, an email to warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. That's 1313, not written out. Warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. Or you can also X them on the X.com social app.
0: I don't. I can't. It's you have to. It's gone. I don't
3: care. I can call it whatever I want. I'm never going to call it X.
1: <laughs> he He's runs, not the boss of me. He runs your social app. And he got rid of all of your your media before 2014 this week.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, a little poop. Little they poop. said they did that because they're trying to move it over to X.com and they couldn't have it or it was going to screw something up or I don't know what excuse he came up with, but I had a lot of good media before then. 2014. Well, that's
2: when Defiant started, so that's when... The-
3: yeah, we had a lot of Defiance things. I had a lot of Continuum things because we were saving Continuum at that time. So I had a lot of cool gifts. and But all of my Warehouse 13 stuff disappeared. And all the Warehouse 13 stuff. Damn them.
2: Rude. So very rude, but I don't care. I'm still not going X. That's
3: all right. I still have Twitter, the picture Twitter on my phone because I can make it a shortcut. And I made it Twitter. I keep telling epic.
1: you, ladies, the Blue Sky app is what you need to jump to. So they when you're ready. They won't let me
3: on. Yeah, Why do whatever. you need to jump?
1: You can try it again. I did. It didn't work.
3: Why do you need to jump?
1: Because that's where everybody's going. Blue Sky. I just don't care.
2: <laughs> I
0: don't
1: right. need
3: to go anywhere. <laughs> She's I'm not like, let... I don't have time.
2: Well, I'm just not going to let someone who controls Twitter now decide whether, okay, well, it's getting so bad I'm going to leave. Just. It's an app. No.
3: Anyway, you can find us on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. The Twitter?
1: Never mind, Thomas. <laughs> okay, Carolyn, your <laughs> handle is Ocean363. Uh huh.
3: It's at Ocean363.
1: And Shannon, you're at Sci Fi Girl and <laughs> Sci Fis with Y's and Girls with a U.
2: That's the best kind.
1: All right. That's all I have for this week. We'll <laughs> see everybody next time. I love
2: making you blush. You actually blush. Do you realize that? Me? I okay. can not blush.
1: Yes, you just imagine it.
2: <laughs> Carolyn blushes too.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us for an episode of the Artie's Addict Warehouse 13 Fancast. You can find all our episodes at warehouse13fancast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on our email at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. You can hear more of this cast and other shows like it by checking out lonewolfpodcasts.com. The intro music is sci-fi hybrid intro by SoundMake. And the outro music is science fiction by Tunes2Go. Both were purchased on Pond5. dot com.
3: I don't remember the last time I drank pop. I just don't drink it that much. Pop. What are you Soda, doing? Soda
0: pop. Coke. I, I call it pop. I call it pop too.
2: But it, it's <laughs> it's funny. You could tell the difference in the states that we're in everything's coke. yes here.
3: <laughs> yeah i know i when i lived in birmingham alabama everything was coke and then i was like we well, only have pepsi and they're like that's fine you're not from around here are you <laughs> I'm like, no.
2: i think the biggest sin is asking if you can handle mr Pippen instead said dr pepper no that's Yay. a sin oh. the answer
3: no
1: is that a cardinal well, it's,
3: sin it's it's a dr pepper sin it's a dr pepper sin it's a dr pepper sin don't well, that's for blasphemy. We don't say that in the Mr. house. Mr. Pibb is nasty. It, it it really is. It really is. It's like
2: asking somebody if you can handle RC colo instead of Pepsi. It's basically same the same flavor. flavor. Yeah. <laughs>